Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard to Captain Mediocre's Haunted Tiki Bar. We have a bit of an interesting topic tonight. It's going to be a little more serious than usual. Our subject this evening is on the question of innocent until proven guilty. Outdated or integral to criminal justice. It's been something I've been pondering these past couple of weeks because we're coming into quite a critical time of our society. We are constantly trying to shave away the notion of the concept of innocence until proven guilty. And that's because the presumption of innocence has often been used as a means as a bludgeon or a weapon to sort of say to maintain the innocence of people who are clearly guilty, at least in the eyes of the 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 ones who uh, prosecute. I had an interesting read of someone who claimed themselves to be an attorney uh, discussing on whether or not the presumption of innocence is an outdated concept. Talking about how perhaps maybe presumption of innocence is an impossible standard to uphold. Because even if you even if that person is made innocent in the eyes of the court, they can still be guilty to the people, to public opinion. And in that person's mind, if you're guilty to the court of the public opinion, then you are guilty. Even if the courts tell you that you're innocent. That's a rather bold claim to make, if you ask me. If you want my personal uh, opinion on it, I think it's completely preposterous. I think the idea of stripping away from the presumption of innocence destroys the very fabric on which our uh, society has been constructed in. If we look back, look back several hundred years before the United, the formation of the United States, we look at many different uh, seats of power that have used their they've used their authority to basically do whatever they want to the accused. There was no protection, even though they've had uh, legal systems that would uh, that could that would span hundreds, if not thousands, of years. The idea of of, of presumption of innocence is a fairly recent um, concept because because many seats of power simply used their legal system to essentially crush those who were not powerful enough to defend themselves. It's very easy to do such a thing. And I think that um, the idea of eroding that concept is just um, another way to perpetuate the strength of the tyrannical. We're already seeing that with several movements that have prospered throughout the last couple of years where people can make simple accusations and simply destroy the lives of, the, of their accused. It's very easy to do so. And it's reinforced by what they consider to be... Uh, the pinnacle of virtue. And thus, it makes it very difficult to combat that um, that perspective. 
even if it even if it uh even if you just happen to so be the righteous or I should say the in the right in that particular situation it's easy for you to be demonized as a result and that further further complicates things complicates your life but i'm getting ahead of myself here uh what would you say would you believe that it's an outdated concept would you believe that that's something that needs to be stripped from the league no, from the legal system <laughs> or do you believe that it has a place there however important it might be Innocent until proven guilty is the core foundation for our legal system. It will never be outdated for as long as that judicial system stays in place. With regards to the mob mentality and the guilty till proven innocent scenario that comes with the court of public opinion, there's no way around that. And that's been a problem since as long as any human being can remember. Mob mentality will drive people to do terrible things to people even before the first bit of evidence is brought brought to bear against that person or in or in defense of that person. I genuinely think that both things happen simultaneously without any real ability to stop either or. Once okay. the once the once the wheels of justice key start rolling, they won't stop until until they reach an, a conclusion no matter how long it takes. With regards to the public, depending on how things have been uh, presented in the news, social media, popular culture, any of these things can uh, affect the general opinion of the population of people within the immediate region that this affects or the, the country, sometimes the world, depending on how far reaching the consequences of the crime are. Okay. So with that being said, why do you believe that uh, certain perspectives are, are reinforced and embolstered for the general public to see over others? Um, well, there's a number of different factors that can contribute to that, at least from what I've seen. Often it has to do with um, the political, sometimes the political affiliation of the person that's being accused can change the perspective of the public. Sometimes the political affiliation versus the political affiliation, a vis-a-vis a -vis scenario, um, <clears throat> or I'm sorry, a versus scenario, um, uh, the political affiliation of the news uh companies that cover the particular crime or incident that occurred can influence how those how that coverage is presented uh even though in most cases impartiality is supposed to be recognized within news and journalism it seldom is when it comes to particularly hot button issues and people of particular interest okay so if polit so if political influences affect with affect uh these sorts of uh, cases what is the best way that a person can do to help prevent uh being influenced by either side of the spectrum because let's face it I'm fairly certain that both sides, at least when it comes to high-profile cases, uh, tend to exert their influences over the over the masses. Um, it's multi-staged when it comes to that particular situation. If you want, if you yourself are trying to remain impartial, which kudos to you especially in a particular in the particularly galvanized society that we're in that's a challenge in and of itself and genuinely it's it's always a surprise to see that people are going out of their way to try and remain impartial until all the information is presented 
it's a rare bird when, when you run into people who are like that. <clears throat> that being said, <clears throat> you there are a couple ways to go about things. You can tune out and just ignore uh, upon finding finding out the the original accusation. Just ignore it until a litigatory conclusion is achieved. Or you can go all in and absorb much from every direction as humanly possible and make a decision based on the accumulated information that you have in front of you. Because in most cases, unless there's some accentuating circumstances in place, all of the information and uh the court time is usually televised or recorded in some way for you to be able to pay attention to it. A good example of this would be the George Floyd uh, case against the police officers who uh, um, had, had who who had who had contributed to his death. It's something that a lot of people never really felt compelled to go beyond what was being told to them, and the ones who did ended up being much more perplexed about the situation because it was something that they were looking at all of the collected information and were making their own conclusions based on the information that they had gleaned versus what was being presented to the in the news and whatever, whatever medium that ended up being. That's, that's a fair, that's a fair assessment. So, Okay. I think that we're going to try and be a little more creative here. What if indeed um, the presumption of innocence is outdated? Uh, do you have a, an idea of a, of a concept or system that could effectively replace it? Because if we're going to humor the idea here, what could possibly replace it? What could possibly improve upon the presumption of innocence? In all honesty, from what I've gathered on my own time, it's very difficult to find something to replace, but augmentation of the existing would be more of the more of control of the narrative outside of the proceedings would be something that um, would be a way to improve upon it. Examples. Um, set, legally speaking, news companies cannot produce any information beyond what is currently presented in in a litigatory situation. That is, what the the defendant, the prosecutor, what the what the charges are, charge or charges are, and any pertinent generic information around those things without offering opinion, without offering any particular things in, in a way that would slant or change the outcome of the, 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 the lawsuit as a whole. That's that actually would be really interesting because that is a, it's, it's incredible to see nowadays where we have a media, uh, a news media as large as ours in the U S in particular, that's full of um, highly opinionated pieces and segments over what should be a simple, gen simple general addressing of these topics, rather than it's ridiculous. I can I can't even fathom how how they use their language to influence others to think and respond how they want them to. It's it's such a it's in, it's it's shocking to me at the very least. It is shocking, and in most case, in most cases, most people will tell you the same thing. It's, <clears throat> but that's the power of media in general, and something that most people want to deny, but those people end up being pulled in just as much as anybody else is. You're, we're all, we all can succumb to fervor incited by media platforms it's it's just the nature of what they do because at the end of the day it's built into their business model how they want to uh propel things forward 
And that wasn't always the case. But <clears throat> in most cases, in, in the olden times, when you had news like that, things were markedly less biased. I don't say that it, the, 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 you cannot expunge bias completely. And it's something I had a conversation with somebody about a while ago. Uh, I mean, as much as I reckon such things like last week. And it's, it's something that he threw in my face and said, you, you can't walk away from your own bias. You, nobody can walk away from their own biases. And he's absolutely correct in that regard. But what you can do is recognize your own bias and present information that you yourself wouldn't be comfortable with so that it can be talked about and disseminated by people within the sphere of, informa sphere of information that you have, your friends, your family, because you're going to find a varied assortment of different opinions on what some on, on a particular topic. And that goes the same for litigation. Everyone's going to have their own two cents, but what you can do is help fortify or alter in a way and improve upon your own understanding of something by allowing yourself to be immersed in different perspectives, especially when it comes to stuff that has such a high gravity. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what do you do for those who remain stubborn of their own perspective when the information contradicts their biased beliefs? Because like I said, with one this one particular person for who I read about, uh, they argued that if your if the public opinion uh, believes you're guilty, then you're truly guilty, even if the courts uh, say otherwise. And I think that's a very, very troublesome uh, perspective, because let's face it. It's understandable that the court system can be wrong and has been wrong quite on, a, on quite the frequent basis. But it doesn't mean that it is absolutely wrong or why even have the system to begin with. It's not perfect. No, no legal system is, and ours is no exception. But... I think it's telling that when you value the guilt of someone over their innocence under no other circumstance is quite troubling, to say the least. It's, I mean, granted, the person in question is not of you is is not from the U.S., but based on the fact that they are from a part of the world that does in that does uh that does you know vouch freedom and stuff it's very strange to have that sort of opinion especially when you're an attorney <laughs> or at least you claim to be i don't know when it comes to outside perspective on U.S. matters, especially legal matters, it's always something that comes with the caveat, regardless of the location, even if it's something that has parallels to our own specific uh, judicial systems, that you take into account that their perspective is still the perspective of someone who's dealing with a differing legal system overall. And that's something that when you are engaging with this person, you want to ensure that you both stay in your lane, so to speak, with regards to how you interpret specific topics that you are going over. What that can generally entail is just ensuring that you always have the, you know, the, the asterisk, hey, this is my perspective based on what I am aware of within my own realm. It's just a matter of common courtesy when you're having these discussions so that you both have a genuine perspective on each other and it helps you both kind of meet in the middle with regards to things because you can start to kind of compare and contrast the way those things are functioning. But this is also assuming that you're dealing with someone who is, you know, talking and arguing in good faith. 
Yeah, that's why I'm not necessarily saying, you know, I'm not giving any names to who it was. I'm trying to keep their anonymity because I'd like to believe that this person was speaking in good faith. So I'm not going to try and blast them out or anything. I just found the argument to be incredibly strange. But maybe that's more on due to my own personal bias. I true, I believe in the presumption of, of innocence. Um, that's just me. Uh, I don't, I don't believe that people should always be uh, seen as guilty and have to prove their innocence, because we live in a society where people can indeed lie about things just so that just so that they can uh, push their agenda for what whatever agenda that may be i've seen it firsthand how that it's how it's hap- how it happens and i think that at the very least people should be given the benefit of the doubt until they're until there's absolute proof that they that they've committed something awful i mean unless you're someone like oh i don't know uh, let's look at Drake Bell, for instance. Dude was charged for pedophilia charges, uh, was arrested a few months back, and then he pled guilty on all counts charged against him. So, whatever you may say, that dude admitted it. I am not about to give any, uh, Lacks on that guy, he can screw right off. And now, another child star, Kyle Massey, has also been charged with um, with similar crimes. But now he's wanted by the FBI because he apparently didn't show up on several to several court appearances. That can't be good. It definitely doesn't. It doesn't help his. Uh, case anymore if he's not even willing to show up and that definitely taints things especially for anybody that may have held out hope that he was particularly innocent yep and that's and that's something that again it's the individual responsibility of the different people like that you were talking about to handle how things happen to their reputation Obviously, the former, well, when you plead guilty to something, that's just is what it is. And there might have been accentuating circumstances for that. Or maybe the evidence was just so insurmountable, there was just no way around it. And he was basically told, look, you need to plead guilty to this and you'll get a lesser charge, whatever that may be. Yeah. You want to know what he got? Two years probation. Well, there you go. Like, Jesus Christ, that is, I mean... Again, this is my bias going on here. I think that's absolutely horrible considering the nature of his crimes. But I get it. It was done on a it was likely done on a deal to lessen to lessen his sentence. I just I I, I personally could not believe that such a deal was on the table. Because I mean he's he, from what I from what I gather, he's not even going to be registered. How do you do that? How does he? How does one with crimes such as his not get registered? It's, it's ridiculous. Extremely. But when it comes to the inner workings of the judicial system and the different deals that are usually are usually put about, you have a certain level of leeway when it comes to what you can bargain with the, with the individual defendants as it were. So while it's while, while the outsider perspective, and this kind of leads into what you were, what what you were talking about, about public perception and the, the public court of opinion when it comes to people who are in, in the due process of the judicial judicial system emotion plays a very heavy part life experiences you, your own perspective on things will always taint the way that you're going to perceive somebody especially in, in at the beginnings of something like that 
where not all the information is presented or available. And that, that in itself ends up, ends up warping and distorting the overall effect of what's trying to be accomplished. And something that a lot of people don't even think about. So you don't think about subcon- your subconscious biases when you do that kind of stuff. And it's a, it's a problem that many people never truly overcome. And it could be just because it's just something that they never thought about because it never comes into play where they need to have the introspection necessary to counter that viewpoint. Or it's just something that, again, you're just so busy with, with, with your life that it's easier just to make use your bias as a way to not have to really invest uh, extracurricular energy into anything beyond your own personal uh, at own personal ventures. It's kind of a it's kind of a default, and that's where you get a lot of people who make you know rat, who make off the cuff decisions about innocence on other people. That's why you end up having these you know unruly mobs, as it were, who end up you know casting judgment on people well before um, <clears throat> they're even you know thrown in cuffs. And actually charge for something because social media and the, and the fact that everybody and their mother has access to a camera that they can just switch on whenever they feel like and record what's going on. This has created a pool of tainted information. And, and, and it's usually done in most cases when people break out their phone and start recording something, the intentions relatively pure they're just trying to make sure that there is some sort of physical record of what's going on because they understand that the, the one truth that we all understand when it comes to witnesses and witness testimony, it's easily tainted. Remembering things becomes difficult over time. The fog of the fog of days and years can basically gum up anything. So when you want to have something as fresh as humanly possible, with regards to evidence, you know, video evidence of, of an actual incident, it's much simpler for most people to just break out their smartphone and just start, you know, waving it around like a magic wand. And then when they have, and then when they go and end up having to fill out, you know, witness testimony on something, they have, a, they have something they can fall back on to help them remember. And it's a concrete piece of information that as long as they don't delete the video, they can keep going back to that well so that their their testimony is always relatively fresh no matter how far out it ends up getting used. True. Fair enough. I can agree with that. Uh, it's the unfortunate uh, it's the unfor- it's unfortunate, but uh, at the but it is understandable. It does appeal to it does appeal to the sense of morality and with the with the ad with the advantage of uh, mobile mobile recording, I think that only re- I I very I can agree with the uh, I can agree with with the convenience of having that ready to go at the very least, so that we can we can, it it apps sorry um. It absolutely helps with these types of cases for this to for people to record as they come, Um, because at the very least, the raw nature of the recording uh, minimizes the level of uh, of bias and influence uh, towards the towards those who view the video. At least. In my opinion, that's it, it, it helps minimize it. Although, I guess you can use even that to help influence certain ideas about the cases at hand. Very true. So, with that being said, since 
I'm glad we're both on the board, obviously, on how the presumption of innocence is integral to to the to at the very least our legal system. But why do you propose people aren't very inclined to agree? In general, because yeah. <laughs> why do because you... because emotions run high in, in specific cases where empathy can be inserted into the situation. When you yourself look at something and go, you know, I, I don't think this is fair or I don't think what they did was right because X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to be mad about it. And, and again, this is all taking into account the fact that most people aren't really going along with the judicial process in and of itself on their end because they don't, aren't compelled to do so. They're not, they're not technically participating in it directly because they don't have to. But aren't, no, but can you, but can you argue that that is essentially the same with going with the, the presumption of innocence because we can empathize that people may be wrongfully accused of something they didn't commit. Absolutely. But in most cases, many people don't think that that happens enough to not warrant having a specific opinion one way or the other. So they have an idea, they have a belief that uh, a certain, certain statistics may show that a crime, a person committing that crime is likely to have done it and therefore it's easy for them to just simply believe the accusation rather than uh, rather than to doubt it. Okay. I can't say I agree with that level of thought process if that's what they're going for, but all right. Uh, and that's because you can think beyond that sort of thing. But when it comes to what, what happens when it hit, when the, incident in question hits closer to home for you what if it's a topic that you are particularly heartfelt about and you end up making them end up in a situation where you don't feel what that due process needs to be in place because your own opinion dictates that they should just be you know cast guilty and there shouldn't be any any uh mechanics put into place for it funny enough that has already happened I have already had a particular case where my initial belief was, yeah, that person's guilty. I was disappointed, bitterly so, very bitterly disappointed that that person was, in my opinion, was guilty. But that was because I knew almost nothing and I believed in the information that was provided to me, how very little there was. And it only took several, I believe it was like about, a month in on the case before I was shown that there was a reason to doubt the accusations made. So I had to eventually look into it and see what was going on, what could possibly have led to, you know, if there, what more information could I learn to see if this was actually the case? And two years later, there is substantial proof that the accusations made to that person was completely unfounded. So, yeah, I learned at the very least not to be so quick to judge or quick to believe the accusations made against someone regardless. Because it could be true, it may not be true, but you won't know unless the information is provided. The evidence needs to be there, and now whenever I look in, whenever I look into, a, uh, in particular, high-profile cases, I'm left to be curious. Um, one in particular that I wasn't necessarily sure of was on Bill Cosby, and that's because I didn't know enough of what was going on to be sure whether or not I can state an opinion on the guy. And whether I believe the dude is innocent or not, 
at this point uh, is almost irrelevant. And that's because the dude definitely got screwed over when it came to how they handled the case. And because of that, the dude was warranted his freedom. And that pissed off quite a few people who now somehow believe that rape is technically legal in the country because they let Bill Cosby free. That's a bit that's a bit excessive to make that claim, especially given the man's age. But all right, you 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 can go ahead and make that claim. I'm not gonna believe it, but you can go ahead and make that claim. I would just like to know where were you when Britain decided to I don't know, basically make it legal for a, for a woman there to sexually assault or rape anyone there without getting charged, even if the uh, victim is is a minor. Most people stay rather quiet about that. But, you know. Well, here at the Tiki Bar, we understand the one universal truth about humanity. Hypocrisy is a uniquely human trait. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the sad truth? When it comes to people you trust, just understand that everyone is hypocritical at one point or another in their lives. The ones that you should invest your trust in are the ones who do everything in their power to ensure that hypocrisy is the last resort. True. True. And that's that's a philosophy I've carried for many years now. Something I've dis- that I've discussed with Phil on many times. He kind of opened my eyes to that concept. And while I personally am not going to forgive an individual of blatant hypocrisy of a specific metric, it's something that is I, it, when you acknowledge it and you are able to incorporate it into how you interact with other people it makes things much more manageable and you're less prone to outrage or uh, re- uh, retaliation against somebody if you expect it on the front. And especially if you're running and dealing with people who have a track record of it, it makes it much more manageable to deal with them in specific situations where those hypocrisies will likely flare up like a bad case of herpes. Okay. Fair enough. I can respect that. At the very least, if we can acknowledge that we we are creatures uh, who maybe who are bound by hypocrisy, that we work hard and that we work hard to make sure that we stick true to our beliefs and philosophies to avoid uh, falling or be tempted to such. Uh, to such hypocrisy. I can respect your resolve on that matter and I will do my best to uh, to accommodate. It, 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 it'll make things easier. It, it, it falls into the category of something that is that has been in place for a while with um, specific presidents have used this statement, the concept of trust, but verify when it comes to dealing with different people, you are, you are always bidden to, to accept or deny when somebody gives you a bit of information or gives you a philosophy or particular stance on something. It, it's, it's your task to verify whether they are being genuine about it or they are doing it for an ulterior motive. True. Fair enough. <clears throat> and as, like I said, for me, when it comes to the, the, the big unruly mob of the public, it's difficult to not look at those particular situations where that where they tend to have more prominence and see that they t- 
taint things in the in due process and depending on how insurmountable public opinion is it can taint a due process so horribly that there is no conceivable way that that a fair trial can be given and it, it's something that needs to be addressed the anonymity of information with regards to any i would i would say any metric of of, of lawsuit or litigation needs to be maintained within within the the scope of law as a whole and that's something that needs to be locked down so much better than it has been okay How about you? Do you agree on that or disagree? No, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, is there anything that you think would need to be implemented to strengthen the innocent till proven guilty situation? I mean, you've asked me, but I'm not. I don't think I've that, that I've actually passed that that buck back to you. What what, what do you? The see okay. Understand, folks. We are not attorneys. We are not. We do, we're not doing this. And we are not uh, providing legal advice here. Just to be on the safe side, um, we here at the we here at the Tiki Bar do not present legal evidence to anything. We are here presenting our opinions on a situation or a topic that is relatively full of gravity or with, with some specific level of mirth. If anything that we said has offended you, offended you in some way, do understand that we do so in the most neutral way possible. And it is not our intent to present something in a malicious way. Thank you for the disclaimer. So <laughs> no problem. Uh, even though I've been considering this for quite some time, I've been unable, unfortunately, to come up with uh, a concept or ways to reinforce uh, the presumption of innocence. I think with how crazy, for a lack of a better term, uh, people have gotten over the past couple years, I don't think there is a, a, a realistic way to improve the concept of innocence before uh, the, the presumption of innocence. I think the only way you can realistically improve it would be to have to have the public a pre uh, learn and understand the and appreciate the presumption of innocence because it has let's face it, it has become a very very underappreciated uh, concept my apologies it's become a very underappreciated concept in society I don't think people um understand well enough just how dangerous it is to have a legal system where that isn't the basis of legal law. And so when we come to think that there might be a different way to go about with things, it presents an opportunity for tyrants to um, to influence the legal system to their benefit. And like I said, the current system isn't perfect. It never was. It has certainly had its uh, it certainly had its days of corruption for sure. And you can even argue that it still plagues to it today. With that being said, 
I think that's more on the characters who run the system rather than the rather than the system itself. And I and I think it's I think it's long overdue for a changing in the players of that legal system who were entrusted to protect the system only to manipulate it to their benefit. That is always something that you need to be worried about when it comes to any kind of litigatory situation. And I think that is absolutely something I agree wholeheartedly with that. <clears throat> the tainting and manipulation of, of, of the, of the sanctity of our legal system is a, is a problem that's been going on as long as we've had a legal system. Yep. The amount, the amount and scope of such things will always depend on the amount and scope of the litigation. But any tainting of the process should be anathema to the whole of our legal system. And it's something that's it's addressed. It's always been addressed, but never been truly and effectively rectified. And I yeah. honestly, at this point, without starting back down from the foundations and building back up, do not know or see a way to get to that particular process. I, I would love to have a conversation with an actual legal expert on that sort of thing to be able to really dig into what that may entail. And honestly, that would be something I would be very happy to do in the near future if we could find someone of that caliber to be able to have that conversation with. So here's hoping, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is rather short, but uh, if you have anything else to add, if not, I think we can call it. Because My closing statement on this is simple. With regards to the court of public opinion, the way it functions is always going to be completely autonomous from the, from the way that the legal system functions to an extent. I think that there is a certain level of uh, certain parallels in place, but they never intersect in a way that's beneficial to both. That's usually detrimental to either or. And that's because of the varied nature of, of the public. Everyone has their own opinion and their own particular perspective on things. So in and of that, you will never have, no one will ever be happy with the results of something no matter what unless they believe in a certain extreme. But then again, those are usually a, a small amount of the population. Most people just want resolution unless it's something particularly atrocious. More often than not, most people rely on the legal system to be able to make a concrete decision on somebody's guilt or innocence and what punishment or you know vindication may come with that. But the, but the cynical nature of society, it's definitely less of the population who is willing to adhere to that philosophy than, than the, major, the, the more vocal majority who just would love to have a public square hanging of most people who get in the way of, of the ever-turning wheels of society. Okay. I agree. That's my, that's my my final statement on it. Fair enough. Remember folks, presumption of innocence does not necessarily mean that you go ahead and assume that a person who is straight up guilty is innocent. It is meant to protect those who may have been wrongfully accused and be given a chance to fight back. Because you will never know if you may end up in the court accused yourself. 
The idea of the presumption of innocence is that it has always been better off to let the guilty go than to keep the innocent imprisoned. With that being said, I think we can call it a night. Uh, my apologies for a rather short episode, but we hope that it is just as packed with as much as insightful information as you could possibly want. Get drunk on that knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, thank you for tuning in. And we wish you a lovely week, a lovely weekend, and we hope to see you next time for another voyage at the bar. Stay tuned. We will look forward to seeing you once more. Beautiful. Beautiful indeed. Okay. I am beat. I got a few. I got to go to sleep. All right, man. Go to bed so you can get to work and actually function. I'll talk yeah. at you later. Good night. Night. Thank you for listening in to the Captain Mediocre's Haunted Tiki Bar. We are humbled that you have given us your time to listen to us discuss things. If you would like to hear more from us, you'd like to see more from us, uh, I have personally a account on Twitter under the name of Ragnarok Knight. My co-host here also has an account on Twitter as well. He goes under the name of Punk Toast. We also have a Facebook page under the name of Captain Mediocre's Haunted Tiki Bar. If you would like to uh, check that out for updates on when we have our sessions. We also have our voicemail link in the show notes. We will be having voicemails read during the course of our records going forward, as long as there are voicemails to be, re- uh, to be listened to. Um, any further inquiries on that, uh, do feel free to PM either of us on Twitter, or you can go through the actual Facebook page to ask us any queries as well. Thank you so much to all of you. Safe travels to you all. Cast off, friends. <laughs>